That felt good. Welcome back, Kyler Murray. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back, Kyler Murray. Welcome back, operational offense. Welcome back, reinvigorated defense. Welcome back, competency. And hopefully, welcome back to people who now remember what Kyler Murray is like on the football field. This win for the Arizona Cardinals proved that functionality and adult NFL offense and a team who was completely bought into themselves and their coaching staff can overcome adversity. There's a lot to discuss in today's show. This is not going to be a, oh, the Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl next year podcast. It's one win against a middling team in Kyler Murray's first game back. This podcast will be about progress. This podcast will be about what's really important. And this podcast episode will be about what today meant for the proverbial tomorrow as pertaining to the rest of the 2023 season. What we witnessed in the fashion that we witnessed it in was a Cliff Notes reminder, no pun intended, didn't mean that, Cliff Notes like what got me through high school and college, of who Kyler Murray is, and why he's been so special for this organization. Trey McBride, first first tight end to eclipse 100 yards receiving in a game in 34 years. Took down till uh, the, the last series to get there after being at 98 yards for what seemed like forever. But what we saw today was a player who hadn't played in exactly 11 months to the day in a new offense and commanded it with some rust, but by all accounts in the Kyler Murray way. He wasn't efficient throwing the ball. The offensive line broke down in the second half as it has all season. But the flashball memory is the scamper on third and long on the last drive, give the Cardinals the first down and inevitably the victory. But this wasn't just about Kyler Murray today. I'll dive deeper into Kyler next segment. Let's future pace this quickly. I've got about six minutes. The boxes that needed to be checked after Cliff Kingsbury and and, uh, Steve Keim were relieved of their duties this past offseason. Matias Ford comes in. Jonathan Gannon comes in. Drew Petzing and Nick Rallis come in. 
the boxes that needed to be checked were understanding that they weren't going to win a playoff game this year, regardless of what they did in, in, in the offseason. So they didn't do much. They added Kazir White, who is the middle of the defense for the Arizona Cardinals in a scheme that he knows very well coming over from Philly with Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rouse. They needed to nail the draft. That was something that was very unfair to put on the shoulders of Monty Osafor, but it came with the territory because the Cardinals were devoid of any draft capital talent over the last handful of seasons, by all accounts. It's not absolute, but you know what I mean. They needed to have Drew Petzing's offense work, even without Kyler Murray, to show that it was a legitimate NFL offense that could be run by Kyler Murray at an elite level when he came back. And the defense needs to just show fight. Undermanned the entirety of the season. They were kind of forgotten, even though, you know, the draft, they drafted Bijou Jolari, who was injured to start the year. Garrett Williams was injured to start the year. Control Clark, who played okay the first few weeks. But they were undermanned talent-wise. And all of those things happened. Monty Osford had a very, very good day today. He had a very, very good day. Now, Paris Johnson Jr. had uh, one, if not two penalties on him today, got beat a couple times. But Paris Johnson Jr. has played every snap this year, knock on wood. He's been exactly what you wanted from him through 10 weeks. BJ Ojolari, two sacks today and a couple pressures. BJ Ojolari is showing that the Cardinals may have gotten a gem after trading down, remember, from the 34th pick to Tennessee, who wanted to draft Will Levis at the top of the second round, which got the Cardinals the Texans or the Titans third round pick in 2020, 2024. One of their three that they currently have. Garrett Williams played well, didn't get burned like other corners who shouldn't, who don't like Sterling Thomas and Antonio Hamilton are not every down NFL corners. Marco Wilson, another not so great showing today, except for one PBU. Michael Wilson had pretty much a touchdown. Michael Wilson shows continuously that the NFL is not too fast for him. Clayton Toon even got in the end zone. Dante Stills played fine. Like the, almost the entire draft, top to bottom. Monty Osford's first go was a home run. And this is through 10 weeks, small sample size, but it's not as small of a sample size anymore, especially because the Cardinals are playing these guys at a necessity, but without pressure. It's not like with Steve Kime where you're playing them out of necessity because you couldn't build a roster. This was a complete break and tear down of a roster. Young guys playing reckless abandon within Nick Rallis and Drew Petzing schemes. And it seems to be working. Now you in implement Kyler Murray or you input Kyler Murray into this. And that's just the fuel necessary to start this fire. And I tweeted this out and I, I believe this, okay? People think that I say things I don't believe just to get clicks or view. I don't care about that. I value myself on doing an honest show of things that I truly believe. And after today's game, again, one win, they're two and eight, okay? This isn't like a win of a season with the win-loss metric. But what is set up for the future? is all you can control, what you set yourself up for. And it's not just, oh, they have the they have the third overall pick. That's setting themselves up. No. 
They've got their quarterback one. Okay. Kyler Murray is going to be there. You don't like it. Look at what he did on the final drive. Again, first game in 11 months. Give your quarterback one. You've got leaders in the right spots. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, James Conner. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Trey McBride is going to be, he's a tight end one immediately. Immediately with a good quarterback in the right system. Tight end one. Like, and not tight end one, like Travis Kelly. Okay, put him up there. But like George Kittle, Mark Andrews, you're telling me that he may not be, may not be drafted, the one right behind them next year's fantasy football draft? Immediately unlocked. That was Steve Kimes' last present to the Cardinals. Last one, like he gave so many. But that was the, chron- chronologically, that was the last good thing that Steve Kime did by accident. Okay, let's be honest. And he sh- they never should have drafted him anyways. But now it benefits them because everything's changed. They have six top 100 picks in the 2024 draft. Two firsts, theirs in Houston's, their second, and three thirds. And they've got a boatload of cap space come 2024. This is what the correctly executed teardown to build back up in two seasons looks like. And so far, so damn good. Kyler Murray is just the main cog in all the middle, in the middle. And he's back. How could you not be excited for the future? The Arizona Cardinals are potentially set up for future success better than they've ever been since the exception inception of this organization. I mean that wholeheartedly and truly. And I think I'm right. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Let's break down Kyler Murray's performance. Oh, they got to win. And in that fashion, that's perfect. Like you don't want, you know, Atlanta to play a terrible game and the Cardinals win like 13-3. This was exactly what you wanted a win to look like. And I'm just over the moon. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by the Game Time app. (sighs) Another thing that I love, aside from the Cardinals getting a dub with Kyler Murray back, is the Game Time app. Tickets to concerts, football games, basketball games, comedy shows, theater, whatever it is. You can buy tickets up until the start or even an hour after the event starts. And like here they have these flash deals where it's like, okay, you buy in the next hour, you can get even a bigger discount. The coolest part about the game time app, and this is what I highlight a lot during these live reads is, so say you, you know, you search Suns games or Cardinals games, you click on the, the, uh, the section where the tickets are, it'll show you a panoramic view when you're looking at your phone, all you have to do is do this to your phone and it'll show you the total vantage point. If you were to buy those tickets, it's insane. Download the game time app. Create an account and use code Locked On NFL for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Again, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Download the Game Time today. There are terms that do apply, but last minute tickets, lowest price. Get ready. Locked On Cardinals. I mean, what a win! What a win! And you know. This is confirmation bias for people who think that Kyler Murray is the guy for the future. He wasn't perfect, okay? Uh, 19 for 32, 249, an interception, um, 7.8 yards per play, per yards per attempt, uh, six carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. 
Uh, he was sacked twice for 19 yards. I believe that last run was over 20 yards. So those 33 yards are um, with sack numbers, you know, subtracted from them. But he looked fine. He looked healthy. That's number one. He looked healthy. And he looked spry. And he looked like, aside from a couple um, rusty times, like he had a false start on, on himself, which is very rare. The, the time a quarterback gets a penalty pre-snap is a uh, delay of game, usually. But false start, he flinched. Uh, that was him. The interception he threw to Trey McBride, I think was just lack of reps. He wanted Trey McBride to sit down between the linebacker and the corner. So he, so Trey McBride didn't get his head blown off, which is what would have happened if Kyler Murray led him, led to an interception. Uh, that's going to that's gonna take reps. He didn't throw any terrible balls. He threw one ball that he probably wanted back, was Hollywood Brown beat the corner off the line, down the sideline, and, and, and Kyler uh, overthrew him. I think that's just touch. And, you know, aside from that, he looked fine. They had a couple quick possessions, a couple quick three and outs, which is a little off-putting. But, you know, when it comes to something like this, and if you are holding on to saying that Kyler Murray's not the guy, you know, that's your prerogative. Um, we'll find out next week. We'll find out the week after. We'll find out the week after that. This is the free pass game, and Kyler Murray ended up pulling out a W. Good for James Conner for sitting down twice on the goal line instead of scoring a touchdown so the Cardinals could kick a field goal to win the game at the end of the game. Sorry, fantasy football owners. You can go cry to Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football. I'm sure he'll be discussing that at some point this week. What Kyler Murray – so let's talk about the negatives, okay? A couple balls tipped at the line, okay? All quarterbacks have that. So it's not as height. Can we just – move past that. Um, he was looking through his progression a lot more before getting, you know, fleet of foot and moving outside of the pocket. Um, you know, I think that he could have run. He definitely like, let's be honest here. I think that the, he had one design run, I believe the game to chunky yards and not a first down, but it came to chunky yards, five, seven yards. There were some man coverage points where he could have taken off where he didn't. And I don't know if that was by design. I think it was by design because it seemed like he's not worried about getting hit. He's always known his size. He's always not. He's always taken a yard or two shorter than wanting than the two yards he would take to get hit. And I think that's a hundred percent what you just subscribe to. I think that's one hundred percent what you should subscribe to. And. That was good, okay? The run itself, the running itself, like he could have run four or five more times. But I think that what you want, and I'm sure what Drew Petzing wants and what Jonathan Gannon wants, his entire organization wants, is Kyler Murray maybe to run the ball three or four or five times a game, but not have them be designed and not having the offense break down to the point where it's necessary. And that's one big thing here. There's one big theme you'll hear me talk about as we move into the, you know, the, the second half of the 2023 season. Oh, disclaimer. Appreciate the football season because we've turned the corner. It's already half over. The Cardinals need a running back, a young stud running back. A young stud running back. Because James Conner is so important to the next chapter of this organization that he really just needs to be focused on inside the red zone, short yardage situations, 
and things like that. He cannot touch the ball 20 times a game. I've only said this since the time they signed him, but people don't seem to listen to me. 10, 12 times a game, max. And you bring a young stud running back to take over the reins here. That would be a huge, huge boost for the Cardinals in Drew Petzing's offense. It'll alleviate Kyler Murray from having to run as much. It'll alleviate the chance of James Conner getting injured. I know that anybody could get injured in any play in the NFL. But James Conner touching the ball 10, 12 times a game in important spots and having a young running back taking over the lead in this backfield is going to be massive for the Cardinals moving forward. And I think we saw a, a hint of that today where it's like, oh, Kyler, go down, go down. And lest we forget, Kyler Murray's injury was a non-contact injury, okay? This wasn't, he couldn't take hits. Yeah, sure, he had a high ankle sprain a couple years ago. I mean, that happens in the end. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has high ankle sprains, okay? So it's not like Kyler Murray's injury prone more than other quarterbacks. That was a non-contact injury where he tore his ACL. He planted wrong. To future pace, the Cardinals need to get ahead of this to alleviate Kyler Murray having to run the ball to keep the offense moving down the field. Same with James Conner. But what we saw today from Kyler Murray was a couple splash throws, which were, so let's move to the positives. A couple splash throws, the dime that he threw over Trey McBride's shoulder on the far sideline earlier in the game was like chef's kiss. Very few quarterbacks in the NFL can make that touch throw. 10. He just comes off the bench after not playing for 11 months and dimes it. And then the deep ball to Trey McBride at the end of the game to clinch it. He was smart. He seemed to have, like, he seemed to have control over this offense. The great RPO call by Drew Petzing that had Kyler Murray waltz into the end zone on short yardage um, was great. And listen, Cliff called those plays. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not saying that this is something that's a far cry from what we saw in, in, in absolution. But this offense sprayed the ball around to multiple receivers and Trey McBride. It looked competent. It looked poised. And this was the first game back from Kyler Murray's 11-month absence. Now, there's two things that people are going through people's head right now. Well, they should draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Or, oh, maybe they don't need Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't want to get into that now. I just have a feeling that if... Everybody stays healthy for the rest of the year. Cardinals are going to be picking top five. Cardinals get a dub. Kyler Murray looked good. That's a win, baby. What does this mean for the rest of 2023? Just a very light drop in the bucket here. I can go over numbers. I'll do that tomorrow. This is about the moment, about what just happened, and about what it looks like for the future based upon what we just witnessed. Let's hit that next. We roll on here. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel. FanDuel, FanDuel, FanDuel. Um, get snap back into the action, man. It's We're we're halfway through the season. We're halfway through the season. You got to get over to FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And listen, the app is super easy to use, man. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more like, say you wanted to, I don't know, bet who's going to win the NFC West. You can do that at FanDuel. Who's going to win Coach of the Year? 
You can do that at FanDuel. Who's going to win comeback player of the year? They have those at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Cardinals win 25-23. Uh, penalties. Got to talk about it quickly. They're an issue. 11 for 112. Not ideal. Not ideal. Um, I will defend the coaching staff here. Some people are like, oh, obviously. But I'll defend the coaching staff. Players who shouldn't be playing meaningful snaps in the NFL with the potency that they are, a lot of whom are on defense for the Cardinals, they commit more penalties because the NFL game is too fast for them. They've got a hold. Or they're on the offensive line and they flinch early. Or they rough the passer. Or they defensive hold. Or they pass interference. It's what happens. Good players don't do that as much as players who shouldn't necessarily be playing 80% of the snaps like some of the players on the defensive side of the ball for the Cardinals. It happens. Now, of course, giving up a football field worth of free yards to the opposing team is never a recipe for success. And it's something that we'll need to get better as the season goes on. But, I mean, in a year like this, I'm going to give the coaching staff a whole bunch of free passes. Have to. It's a bad team. They don't have the talent on defense. And I mean, they're, they're as healthy as they've been. You know, Jonathan Ledbetter got hurt today. Um, and I just think it's a not, it's an issue, but it's cosmetic at this point. It's not deep rooted. The Cardinals don't know who they are yet. They're still building the foundation. But they got dubbed today in dramatic fashion and feels pretty damn good. What does this mean for the rest of 2023? This is the true beginning of Arizona Cardinals 2.0. This is really going to determine who is going to be an integral part for 2024. And this I discussed this during the offseason. That's the most important thing that Monty Oxford and Jonathan Gannon and the Cardinals at all need to do in 2023. Aside from Kyler Murray coming back, obviously, because quarterback kind of gets removed from these conversations. They need to find who their stars are. They need to find who their players that they have on their roster will become or have the highest likelihood to become stars in an effort to be able to frame what they want to do in the first few rounds of the draft in 2024. Like, so say B.J. Ojolari just takes off and he has five sacks in the next seven games. Maybe you don't need to draft an edge rusher in the first round. Say Garrett Williams really steps in. I, mean, I think corner, they're going to have to draft corner. That's, that's a bad example. But like, say Hollywood Brown balls out, Michael Wilson balls out, and Trey McBride balls out, and 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 Rondo Moore plays fine. Like, this wide receiver group is a lot deeper than people want to look. Look around the NFL. The Cardinals probably have a 18 to 20 second best wide receiver group. And say they pick fourth and Marvin Harrison Jr. is there. And they could get a first-round pick to move back three spots to get a first-round pick for next year and draft an offensive lineman at seven? We can have that conversation later. 
Paris Johnson Jr. seems to be the guy. So if you want to draft a left tackle to bookend for the next decade, I feel like that's a much better usage of a top seven pick than drafting a wide receiver. We can have those conversations later. But what does it mean for the rest of 2023? This is where the, what is that thing? It's the hourglass with the sand in it, the timer, hourglass timer, sand hourglass timer. I spent too much time on this. This is where it flips over. And this is where we re- the time starts to run out on diagnosing talent and seeing who the Cardinals have already, seeing the talent they have already. Because not only for the draft, but also it's like, okay, Garrett Williams has shown, and I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, you know, through 15, 17 weeks, whatever it is, Garrett Williams has shown he can be a fringe CB1. All right, well, go sign a cornerback one, and then you have one of the best duos in the league. You know what? I think that the target is Joe Alt or the left tackle from Penn State at said the Cardinals driving six and he's there. Take him. Okay, let's go get the best left guard in in free agency. If you don't protect Kyler Murray, none of this is going to work. If you don't protect Kyler Murray, none of this is going to work. So this is why player development and talent evaluation for Monty for two skill sets of which, which he has in his arsenal. That's it for the rest of the year. Wins great, losses fine, whatever. Draft, draft, where they draft doesn't matter. They need to find what they have now so they can diagnose their plan of attack for what they do at the end of the 2023 season. Cardinals get a great dub. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you then.